Hey, what's going on? My name is Dave Knittle, and welcome to the Soccer Tavern Podcast. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to include a quick reminder that the episode you're about to hear is audio taken directly from one of our YouTube Club History videos. The video has some additional graphics and text that may be helpful. The link to the video is in the podcast show notes if you'd like to check it out. And specifically on these videos, a lot of supporters will leave constructive criticism and or other interesting facts that checking out the video and specifically the comment section might be helpful and interesting for you. So strongly encourage you to go check it out. Additionally, as always, I'd like to preemptively apologize for any mispronunciations you're about to hear. I try my best, but definitely do not pronounce everything as well as I'd like in every video. Thanks for checking out this podcast. And now let's begin. Welcome to the Soccer Tavern, where we're discussing the history, culture, and philosophy of the beautiful game. My name is Dave, and in this video, we're talking about the history of Watford Football Club. Pull up a seat, and let's start the discussion. Watford FC is located in the southwestern central part of the town of Watford. Watford is located in the central part of England, just barely north of London in the United Kingdom. The club currently plays in the Premier League and its home ground is called Vicarage Road, which opened in 1922 and holds a little less than 24,000 people. Watford FC was founded in 1881 when a group of teenagers led by Henry Grover formed Watford Rovers. In 1890, Rovers became a part of West Hertz Club. By 1898, West Hertz and another local club named Watford St. Mary's were both struggling financially, so they decided to merge and form Watford Football Club. The club has a few nicknames, including the Hornets, the Horns or Orns, and the Golden Boys. The Hornets nickname comes from 1959 when the club changed their primary kit colors to gold shirts with black shorts. Supporters started calling them the Hornets shortly thereafter because they look like Hornet Bees. The Horns or Orns are slang versions of that Hornets nickname. And you'll sometimes hear the nickname of the Golden Boys, which comes from the kit color as well. Watford has a relatively simple crest. It's been in use basically since 1978 with some minor tweaks throughout the decades. The kind of diamond-shaped crest has the club's two main colors of black and yellow outlined by red. The Watford at the top obviously comes from the club's name, but why is there a moose in the middle of the crest? Well, it's not a moose, but rather is a heart. A heart is a male deer and is the symbol for the county of Hertfordshire. Up until the 1990s, Watford FC were the only club from Hertfordshire to be in the Football League, which is England's top four divisions. So the deer is an emblem of local pride. Most of the important events in Watford's history revolve around two men, Elton John and Graham Taylor. Elton John was born five miles from Watford's home ground and is a lifelong Watford supporter. In 1976, he bought the club, then in the 4th division, and assumed the role of chairman of the board. After giving the existing manager one season, John appointed Graham Taylor as manager in 1977. Taylor immediately led the club to two consecutive promotions before gaining promotion to the top flight after the 1981-82 season. Promotion was secured on May 4, 1982 with a 2-0 home victory over Wrexham. It was the first time the club had reached the first division in their history. Following the club's miraculous rise of three promotions in five seasons, the club went on to finish the 1982-83 first division season in second place. 
It was an incredible time for the club as Elton John's star power and steady leadership was able to attract talented players while Graham Taylor proved to be an exceptional manager for the club. Taylor left Watford in the late 80s and Elton John moved on in the early 90s, but both men returned to the club by the late 1990s. In the 1998-1999 season, the club incredibly won seven of their last eight matches to qualify for the championship playoffs, then the second division. Watford dramatically beat Birmingham City over two legs via an epic penalty shootout to face Bolton in the final. On May 31, 1999, Watford won 2-0 at Wembley to qualify for the Premier League for the first time since it was created in 1992. Both Elton John and Graham Taylor have stands in Vicarage Road named after them. And one last important event I'd like to mention here happened in 2002. The club was in a terrible financial position and needed to raise at least £9.5 million to avoid going into administration or bankruptcy. In September, the players agreed to a 12% pay deferral and reached the FA Cup semi-finals that season. Both those events helped stabilize the club financially and save them from slipping into administration or worse. Watford supporters are sometimes called the Yellow Army, but more often than not go by one of the club's nicknames that we've already discussed. I'd like to highlight five players in this section. First up is Luther Blissett, who is an absolute club legend. He has the club's all-time appearance and goal-scoring records, which he achieved during three separate stints with the club. Blissett was a key part of the club that rose from the fourth division in the late 70s to second place in the first division by the early 1980s. John Barnes was one of the most talented players to ever play for Watford. He was signed as a 17-year-old and made his debut shortly after. He scored 10 goals in that 1982-83 season where Watford finished second in the top flight. He scored many goals during his six seasons with the club before being transferred to Liverpool in 1987. Barnes would go on to win many trophies, including twice being named PWA Player of the Year. David James was a youth academy product for Watford, making his debut at 20 years old. He left the club after only two seasons, but went on to have a very long and successful career. He won a league and FA Cup, as well as 53 caps for the full English national team. Ashley Young also came through Watford's academy and spent his first three professional seasons with Watford before moving on to Aston Villa. He subsequently moved to Manchester United, where he's won a Premier League and is still a regular contributor to that talented squad. And finally, I have to mention Jay Demerit. He was an American center back who famously went to England to chase his dream of playing professional soccer. He started in the amateur leagues and had to work as a bouncer to pay the bills. Watford signed Demerit after a trial in 2004, and he helped the club reach the Premier League in 2006. Jay would go on to become Watford captain and represented the U.S. at the 2010 World Cup. We've already talked about him at length, but Graham Taylor is the greatest manager in Watford FC history. He managed over 1,000 matches in his career and led the English national team from 1990 to 1993. No one can really come close to Taylor in Watford's history, but some other well-thought-of managers for the club are Ken Furphy and A.D. Boothroyd. Furphy managed the club for seven seasons. He led Watford into the second division and FA Cup semifinals, which were both firsts in the club's history. And Boothroyd was 34 years old when he took over a struggling Watford side in the spring of 2005. 
He saved the club from relegation, and the club was a surprise promotion to the Premier League in the following season. He left the club in the fall of 2008, but was a decent servant for Watford during his time in charge. And finally, I want to point out Brendan Rodgers, who is famous for his time at Liverpool and now Celtic, began his first team managerial career with Watford in 2008. It was a short stint, but he's somewhat noteworthy these days and someone who I wanted to mention here. Watford's main rival is Luton Town FC, who currently play in the lower divisions of the English Football League. The two clubs are 19 miles apart and each proudly represent their respective counties of Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire. The two clubs first met in 1885, but the rivalry really kicked off with a match in late April 1969. Three players were sent off in that match. Keep in mind, extremely physical play was tolerated at that time, so these people had to be doing some pretty violent things to get sent off. After the match, the supporters also fought in a nearby town. With hooliganism spreading throughout the English game, there were many violent clashes between the two sets of fans over the decades since that 1969 match, with the worst incident occurring in 2002, where fighting took place all over the town of Watford. The rivalry has definitely lost a bit of intensity in recent years, with Luton being many divisions below Watford, but Luton still remains Watford's chief rival. The stats and records we're about to discuss are as of March 2018, which is when we are recording this video. The Hornets have spent 11 seasons in the top flight in their history. The club has no major trophies, but it does have a championship trophy from each of the second, third, and fourth divisions. The club's record first team appearance holder is Luther Blissett with 503 appearances. The club's record goal scorer is also Luther Blissett with 186 goals. Watford's record transfer purchase was Andre Gray from Burnley FC on August 9th, 2017 for about £18.5 million, and the club's record transfer sale was Odeon Igalu to Changshun Yaitai in the Chinese Super League on January 31st, 2017 for about £20 million. And one last interesting fact about the club, only two players have been capped by the full English national team while on Watford's books. That was John Barnes and Luther Blissett, who were both born in Jamaica. Meanwhile, Watford have had five players represent the full Jamaican national team. They were Lloyd Doyley, Mika Hyde, Marlon King, Adrian Mariapa, and Nyron Nosworthy. All of them were born in England. So there you have it, a bit of history on Watford Football Club. Let's continue the discussion in the comment section below the video. Thanks for stopping by the Soccer Tavern. Hope to see you again soon. Cheers. Thank you so much for checking out this Soccer Tavern podcast episode. If you like what we're doing here, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. It really helps us out and we would just greatly appreciate it. Additionally, you can find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C slash The Soccer Tavern. Lastly, we're always interested in hearing feedback and suggestions for future videos. So if you want to get in contact with us, our Twitter is at The Soccer Tavern and our email is thesoccertavern at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode and I hope to talk to you again soon. Cheers. <laughs>